2: Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fiorelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere.
3: Sounds like it could be funny.
2: Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back.
3: Well, I'm ready to go, and you're here too, so let's start the show. And we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a sportscaster you know from the L.A. Clippers, from Fox Sports. He also has a podcast, Mets in the Morning, and any Met fan is in Morning right now. (laughs) (laughs) he's also a mental health advocate and his name is josh lewin and we want to welcome everyone from our talk to me tuesday family that's our conversation we have every week nine o'clock eastern 6 p.m pacific go to my website click the link and join our conversation and our super fan shout out is for trevor say hi to trevor everybody
4: hello trevor hey trevor what's happening trevor
3: uh trevor is a truck driver who sent us an email because trevor a of ours. and uh honey if they want to get a hold of us where do they go
5: The no, adam Ferrar
3: at gmail and trevor says i am a truck driver a longtime fan of your comedy your channel is on my pandora playlist and i found your podcast on spotify i want to thank you guys for making me laugh and keeping me company and a big thank you for saying take it easy on yourself Long hours in the truck, I tend to think about things I would have liked to have done differently, and then I beat myself up. Uh, Your message is helping me not to do that all the time. Uh, Alex's voice is very soothing. Mark is very smart, and Phil needs professional help.
5: (laughs) Did he really say that? Says it right here.
3: (laughs) Says it right here. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the laughs, Trevor. So I thought that was nice. Yeah, honey.
5: And thank you, Trevor, for keeping America strong.
3: Yeah, that's it. Do me a favor, Trevor. Get a truck full of nachos and head over to the house. I'm starving. All right? <laughs> Yay. God, if I could eat nachos again, I can't eat Adam. anything anymore.
5: <laughs> it's your metabolism, Adam. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I thought that was great because I, and I think I mentioned this in the interview with, uh, with Josh, um... I end every show by saying uh, "Take it easy on yourself" because that's what I need to do, Mm -hmm. you know. And I wanted to put that message out there to help other people. Secondary, I need the message first. This is all about me, and I'm tired of saying that every friggin' week. All
4: right, you you
5: you are a bit hard on
3: yourself, Adam. I know.
4: The original closing line was "I had to take it easy on myself." That was the original one. Then we all actually the
3: original closing line was "What do you people want from me?"
6: No, but I, I like you Adam, I mean when you talk to me about the projects that I'm involved in or work that I've done, mm-hmm. isn't my first response always like I'm terrible, I was awful, yeah. you know. I I yeah. everything I do is terrible and I have got to learn to be easier on myself. Mm-hmm. That that is a big path for me.
7: Yeah.
3: I got a big clue for you guys. Go ahead. All I have
5: to do is take a bath, makes everything go away.
3: Mm, maybe if you fill it with gin. But- <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, you know what your problem is?
3: I'm sure you have a
4: list. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, one of
3: your <laughs> problems
5: <was> <laughs> um, is that you don't trust your
3: journey. Honey, honey, I know. My wife keeps telling me you have to trust your journey. I trust the journey we're on. I'm glad you're with me on this journey, but we're coming up to a toll booth. We're out of money, and we're going to run this <laughs> one, too. All right? <laughs> Let's run
4: it, Adam. Let's run it. Yeah. yeah. Adam, Adam, take it easy on yourself. Don't believe everything you hear, you
3: idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Have faith, man. Faith, baby. Well, I know why I have to take it easy on myself because I'm looking at what I haven't done yet. So I'm always coming from lack. I know this about me. I'm coming from lack because I'm looking at where I got to get to. Yes.
5: Yes because you're not in the present. You're yes. always like thinking about uh-oh, what's going to go wrong? How can I fix it? You're always in the future.
3: I'm uh, you know where I am? I'm always focused on the 1st of the month cuz that seems to be a very important <laughs> date for Chase Bank. A lot of shit happens oh my
5: on the
7: 1st
3: of the month.
5: I heard if you keep thinking about money like that, you'll mm. never get it.
7: This is not helping at all. <laughs> this is not helping me at all. <laughs>
4: Yeah, see, Adam, I don't think you realize, too, the impact that you have on others, you know? You, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was I was having lunch with some friends once, and you called me, and I guess whoever I was hanging with was a fan of Top Gear. And uh, <laughs> they saw your name, and they go, is that Adam Ferrara, like, from Top Gear? And I go, yeah. And the lady goes, he just calls you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> he just calls you? Oh, yes. The joy. Mm-hmm. The joy in his phone calls. Yeah. Oh my God. He said, hey, Bernie, pinch my arm. Would you? He, Adam's calling me. <laughs> but I got to sit there and, and and look at the impact that you had on these people. They just love the because they love that show.
3: Yeah. Mm
4: hmm. Yeah, he's just calling with Phil. He's
3: Up. And there goes Phil. Yeah, he's either uh, either the internet went down or someone torpedoed the ship. I don't know. <laughs> oh,
5: let's hope the the other. Right,
3: right. Yeah. So we lost Phil because of the internet.
5: <laughs> oh, poor Phil. Bye, bye, Phil. See you next show.
3: <laughs> well, it's not. I'll tell you what. It's not the first time it happened. Right. Uh, it happened Thursday night. Thursday night, mm-hmm. the, the Giants were playing Washington. So Phil was relying on me. Bad move. Yes. Yeah, to give him mistake. to give him information on the game. So uh, he wanted a score, so I sent him this call. This is a big third down. Daniel Jones drops back. It's an all-out blitz. He's, he's scrambling. Jones is – he looks frightened. He looks like the ghost of his grandmother is visiting him from a bookcase, and he goes down <laughs> hard. Uh, giants will have to butt.
6: <laughs> you didn't get the score, man.
3: Now, and this was his reaction.
4: You know what? I, I, I don't even want to ask anymore. Why, I'm, why do I even <laughs> ask you for a score? I know I'm not getting it. Three and a half minutes of horrible, shitty play-by-play. I gotta sit there and tolerate it. To just, just, get, just give me the score. And here's the thing. You do it on purpose because you know I have limited internet. My The internet is so bad here. I rely, Who do I rely on? You. I rely on you. This is what you do to me. Just give me the score. Fuck. <laughs> Why don't I learn? Why don't I learn? I, I don't think you do do it on purpose. I
5: think you just have to do it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm, can't help yourself I can't help myself i there's an opportunity for me to drive him insane. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's like a target,
3: and I have to take. It's it.
5: It, you know those shooting duck targets.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah,
5: <laughs> that's hilarious.
3: Yeah, and he and but he keeps asking me. He keeps here's, here's the thing. He keeps asking me to do it, and I do it. So he's caught in that pattern. Mm-hmm. I have I come from a, a a mentality of lack with money and providing. and I'm caught in that pattern, mm-hmm. and we just we just keep pulling that rope. Josh Lewin said something very interesting in the interview. You have to learn when to let go of the rope.
5: Oh, and yeah. like maybe fall in the net?
3: <laughs> no, but you have to let go of the rope. It was a water skiing analogy. If you don't let go of oh. the rope, you're going to drown. So you oh, got to learn okay. how to let go of the rope, which means make a different choice.
5: Okay. I'm I'm for that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I kind of don't want Phil to let go of the rope because I get so much enjoyment out of the pattern he's stuck in. So do we. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and this was the last message you left. me.
4: I have no energy. You, you just, you drain me
3: of any energy at all.
6: Man, let go of the rope.
5: It sounds like you guys are married. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad you bother him and not me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, well, man. yeah. So, Josh, uh, that analogy, let go of the rope, was uh, was very interesting. Josh is obviously a better sportscaster than I am, and he was a really, <laughs> really interesting guy. So, you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side.
4: Mastery of the
8: world is achieved by letting go, and going with the flow. At first glance, the act of letting go may seem a form of weakness, but according to the Taoists, by a correct understanding of how the universe works, we can approach life more intelligently, more efficiently, and go with the flow.
5: Adam, you know what your problem is?
4: I'm sure you have a list.
5: (laughs) Well, okay, one of your (laughs) problems.
4: You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. Y'all know these episodes are longer than 30 minutes,
2: right? Right?
3: oh it feels so good to be back out on the road doing stand-up and i hope you can make one of these dates i have for you september 24th and 25th i will be at flappers comedy club in burbank california october 1st through the 3rd just added i'm going to oklahoma city the bricktown comedy club in oklahoma city october 1st through the 3rd October 6th, I'm going to be at the Listening Room in Grand Rapids, Michigan. October 7th, I'm going to be at the Park Theater in Holland, Michigan. October 8th, I'm going to be at Bill's Lounge in Grand Rapids, Michigan. October 9th, I'm going to be at the Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon, Michigan. That's the Michigan run. When are you coming to Cleveland, Adam? I'm glad you asked. October 14th through the 16th, I'm back at one of my favorite clubs, Hilarities, in Cleveland, Ohio. And October 28th through the 30th, I am in Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Comic Roadhouse at the Mohegan Sun Casino. And as always, if you can make any of these dates, please come up after the show and let me shake your hand. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast.
7: All right, go on, get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you,
4: boy. ADHD. It's not just for kids.
7: Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say.
3: Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting. It's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is...
7: Oh, look, a bird!
3: My guest this week calls games for Fox as well as Red Sox games on WEEI. He's the voice of football and basketball for UCLA. And he fills in and calls games for the L.A. Clippers. He's also a mental health advocate. He's the creator and moderator of the site OK Together, and I'm very grateful he's made some time for us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Josh Lewin. How are you, my friend?
8: Hello, Adam. It's nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me. You too. You too. Thank you so much
3: for being here. Now, when did you start? uh, When did you actually start calling games? Was Was your dad a sports guy? Was there sports in the family?
8: No, my dad was a pediatrician, and uh, when Fox was putting together years ago, this is in like the mid to late 90s, their roster of talent, Mm. I use that term loosely for uh, MLB on Fox, all the baseball coverage. They had Jack Buck's son. They had Joe Buck, right? They had Marty Brenneman's son, Tom. They had Harry Carey's grandson, Chip. Uh, they they kind of ran out of sperm. Uh, they, so they, <laughs> they, they, they needed one guy uh, that was of that age group that, that did not have any uh, connective tissue, I guess, to, to famous fathers. And, mm. and luckily, that was me. So it, it's something I always wanted to do. I was one of those kids when, you know, when I was five years old. I had like a soup spoon or an ice cream ladle as a microphone sitting in front of Monday Night Football and wanting to do that for a living. So Fox made my dreams come true when I was about 26, I guess.
3: That's great. I had I had uh, Joe Buck on the show and um and you call all kinds of sports. And Joe Buck, I mentioned remember mentioning to Joe that there's a rhythm to football that uh that, that I, I I guess subconsciously I, I get lulled into. It's like um, you know, yards to go, what happened in the play, who made the tackle, then Troy Aikman says something, and then and then Joe Buck comes back and calls the rest of it but there's a rhythm that goes on because it's visual on when you do it on um, radio you got to paint those pictures
8: yeah and I think that's why that medium has always been a better fit for me I think some of it too you mentioned the uh, the anxiety piece you know with with com that I put together mm. you know anxiety and TV don't go together great you know I mean, that's where I get people. mine. Well, (laughs) but you know, that's the thing, you you know, you're, you're kind of, uh, in a situation where a producer is telling you something, a director is telling you something, you got to serve a whole bunch of different masters and Uh keep all those balls in the air and and not drop any of them. And radio is just more of a blank canvas. You you know, you, you get to decide where it's going and what to paint and how to paint it. So radio was always more comfortable for me in that regard. TV was always a, a shit ton more money. So, yeah. uh, you know, well, when, when the TV was offered, I certainly didn't say no, but now that I've kind of gotten back into radio over TV, I've found that I, I like that a lot better because you make your own rhythm. You're right. Right. Yeah.
3: So now would you call it when you have a partner calling on the radio as well, right?
8: I do. And yeah, I, I very seldom go solo on, on any project, but the, for UCLA basketball it's Tracy Murray for football. It's Matt Stevens. Uh-huh with uh, with all the Fox stuff I did. I was really blessed Adam. I mean, you know, Joe always got to work with Tim McCarver, which was wonderful. I was kind of next man up to work with Tim when Joe got pulled away to do football in September. I was mm. fortunate enough to to be the understudy for that role. So, it's not that I I never got the a chance to work with Tim, but they put me uh in a role where I was kind of breaking in a bunch of potential Tim McCarvers. So, I got to work with Frank Robinson and George Brett and Kirk Gibson and, you know, all these guys that were just kind of dabbling in it and, mm-hmm. and deciding, do I want to do this for a living or not? And they were all pretty famous, very cool people.
3: Is George Brett still bitching about the pine tar?
8: No, no. He tells great stories, though. You know, he he missed some of the 1980 World Series because of hemorrhoids, and he'll never live that down. And uh, if you want to get him going on something, uh, bring up the hemorrhoids. <laughs>
3: I don't know how Vince Scully did that all by himself, Josh.
8: Yeah, I, it really is an art form, Adam. When, when you can just kind of take the wheel and, and just drive forever, and Vin was a master, a master storyteller, a master at so many different things. But he he was his own best company, and mm-hmm. you know, for me. Uh, I, I kind of feel like if I say something and I don't get a reaction, again, there's kind of the anxiety piece. You wonder how did that go over if, if you don't have the immediate yeah. bounce back, right? You know, that's the great A lot of the great comedy teams were teams, yeah. right? I mean, you need that, uh, that that mirror to to, to look into. And uh, I, I always admired how Vim was able to, to go solo like that and not seem to worry about getting feedback. Just do your thing.
3: Yeah, you need that. You need that, that, that feedback and that, that reflection to, to, to find out how it's going. I mean, TV's kind of a little bit easy because you, you do have your producer, you do have everybody else, and we're going to go to commercial, and someone comes running in like, that sucks!
8: Right, right. Yeah, not that. Yeah. <laughs> we, whatever you did, don't ever do that again. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, maybe it's just kind of, a am a pleaser and to me it's like there's so many different people you have to try to please Mm -hmm. doing tv it's it's a blessing and it's uh it's flattering to be there and all of that it's a great challenge but with radio i think you're pretty much expected just to take care of business and and do it the way you are comfortable doing if you want to swerve to the left side of the road go ahead swerve over there you know you might put it in in a ditch but you're not hurting any passengers if you do that so uh, radio, I think, from an anxiety standpoint, is a little easier than TV.
3: Yeah. Well, the the radio, when you said make it your own, there's, uh, you know, Paul Allen, who calls, who calls the games for Minnesota, sure. the Vikings. So Paul Allen, uh, I was, I I liked the Vikings, you know, Allen, when I was a kid, you know, Fran Target, then Alan Page, Ahmad Rashad, you know, that, that era. And um, because of traveling so much, I would always listen to the games on the radio. And I would always go to the local ones. You know, Westwood one was great. You know, you get those the the uh, the standalone games, but right. uh, I you know I got the app where I can listen to the local radio because I just like the local color. And now, when I was when I was a kid listening to it, you weren't supposed to be a homer; you're just supposed to like the game. Now you get any. I forget who the guy is in Cincinnati, but he he might as well come out and go. Can you believe trying to pull that off
7: on our Bengals? I mean, just
8: yeah, it's great. Dave Lapham is his name, and the guy yeah. that does the play-by-play is a good buddy of mine by the name of Dan Horde. And so I I did the Chargers. I was a Chargers guy for 13 years before they moved to L.A. I did it here in in San Diego. And, yeah, loved that because they expected a little bit of homerism, and you wore the the lightning bolt, uh, you know, a little bit like that. So I I didn't mind that at all. And, you know, it's funny. I I grew up, not not to date myself, but my my age now starts with a Uh 5, and I wear that as kind of a badge of honor. But that means that when I grew up, There was no app. There was no Sirius XM. Mm. If you wanted to listen to a game, you listened to what you could pull in on your AM radio. And the one thing that I was blessed with was geography, because I grew up in kind of like an epicenter. I grew up in in Rochester, New York, upstate New York, which if if you kind of do a concentric circle on a map, you'll see that you can get all the way out to Chicago, Detroit, going west— you can get to new york and boston going east yeah you can, you can get, pick up wgn up there sure you, i mean i so baseball wise and football and actually basketball too i mean you know i fell in love with the cadence and the rhythm of nba basketball because of a guy named joe tate doing the games on 3we in cleveland WWWE 3we <laughs> cleveland and you know the, the guy would pause for that station id and it would send shivers down my goofy ass spine i just thought that was so cool you Yeah, know? and Joe Tate would say, you know, here's Bingo Smith, left of the lane, 15-footer, bingo. And that (laughs) that got me going, you know. So it's all what I wanted. And I think if I had grown up in, like, Yuma, Arizona, I don't think I would have had the fever like I did. Because in Rochester, I'm listening, you know, during baseball season, it's Ernie Harwell, and it's Harry Carey, and it's Chuck Thompson, and it's John Miller, and it's Harry Callis, and all these Hall of Fame names. And they're in my radio Every night, so that that's what I wanted to grow up and be.
3: Yeah, I had uh, I had a uh, uh, Ralph Kiner. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bob Murphy. Yeah, Bob Murphy. And that's not the way you win ball games. And right, now a word from an and now a word I... from Ringle Ringle Beer Ringle Beer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when when I would listen to getting back to, to Paul Allen, I I forgot, and I would listen to the Vikings game. But I would hear Paul Allen. He used to call. Um, uh, the horses. He used to call races. Oh, so. Right on. So he he has this great catchphrase when some when a, when a running back gets into the open open field he's like and he's loose and that came from calling horse races. Sure. So yeah. I uh, I actually got to trade emails with him because I I have a joke in my act uh, where I I call a horse race, but it's my anxiety. So all the horses are all the things I worry about, and I call them. And, and Paul was the inspiration for that. Love that. Now you have the anxiety, and the website is okay together, and you are the creator and moderator. And I was poking around there. And it's nice to know I'm not alone. I mean, I was reading about uh, Olivia Munn, Ryan Reynolds. Um, uh, Jim Carrey has up there all kinds of links and a bunch of sports people, Steve Smith um, and a bunch of people. there are just uh, sharing their stories. Please tell me how that came about.
8: Well, I just kind of wanted to come out of the shadows a little bit. And, you know, I really do think, and I say it on the website, to me, it's like that, that nonsense that, they, that uh, freaking Marky uh, Wahlberg put out there mm. in, uh, in the movie Ted, where he introduced the concept of Thunder Buddies where, you know, if, if you're scared of, the, of a thunderstorm, mm. you, you, you gotta have somebody to kinda get with. You know, cause right. it's scary if you're alone and you're scared of, of thunder. You know, I've got a son that to this day is scared of a thunderstorm. and. It just kind of dawned on me that, you know, whatever it is that you were frightened about, whatever it is that that you run in fear of. Uh I think some of the the lonely moments thinking that you're the only one that that deals with that, I think, can really knock you down a peg or two or three. So just to introduce the concept that, you know, whatever your anxiety trigger is, whether it's a thunderstorm or being on, uh, you know, on Fox television or whatever it is. Uh, you're not the only person dealing with it. And the, the whole goal of it was just to kind of uh, curate, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of call through. I, I, you know, I, I know very few of these people that I put up on the Internet. But look, if they're going to make their stories public, let's amplify them. And it was almost just kind of a challenge. Like, all right, if you feel like you've got anxiety or depression, you know, one of those buttons, uh, you know, do any of these stories resonate with you? And isn't it nice to know that you're in it with, somebody that you've heard of before you're Mm -hmm. you're not some lone ranger that is dicking around in the dark on this stuff so uh that that was the whole goal and and frankly you know i'm i'm not great at interacting with it i I don't host panels i don't you know it it was kind of like here guys take some information Uh, i i hope it's useful to you uh, I, I put together a couple tabs where it's kind of like all the things I've read and done and learned over the last 20 years about how to manage anxiety and, and depression issues. Here are the things that help me. I'm just going to spill them out onto the table for you like it's a, a thousand piece puzzle. And if any of these pieces speak to you, I, I hope you'll take them. I, I hope you'll carry them with you. And that's great. But it's kind of a, uh, an asterisk with the whole site. It's almost like, Please don't expect me to know how to solve any of this. Right, I didn't go to school for that. I just think it's cool to know that we're all in this, uh, rowing the same direction. Now,
3: in your, uh, in regards to your own anxiety, yeah, it, it's nice to have. It's nice to have that 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 collective forum because if you get nothing else from it, you just get okay. I'm not alone, and sometimes that's enough. You know, I mean, I I like you said, you do radio, you don't get the feedback. You know what I found, Josh? If I don't do stand up and get that audience feedback, I'm a little wonky. You know and i'm a little yeah
8: you just you know to, to kind of get a sense of how how's it going how are you doing is this resonating is this hitting yeah uh, and you know and part of the journey i think for all of us frankly adam is to to be comfortable enough in our own skin that that you get to a point where it's like well the, the hell with you guys you know i'm going to do this because this is the way i like it and it seems to work for me and, and various people in my audience and if you want to come along for the ride great. And if you're going to judge it and say, it's not for me, okay, then go find something else. I'm not Mm -hmm. offended, but you know, for me anyway, that was a real journey. Again, being a pleaser, you know, the the thing that always drove me bananas with, but you know, when, when you're doing this job, when you're doing play-by-play there, there's only one voice doing it at a time. So it's not like you have, if you're the, the listener, you can't go down the aisle. It, it's not the, the ice cream section at the grocery store and say, well, you know, I don't really like this flavor. I think I'll do it. I'm the only flavor, you know, uh-huh. this is, I'm the only choice you got. So to me, there's inherent pressure in making everybody happy with, with the digestion process. And I would drive myself crazy because, you know, mm. how is everybody going to enjoy what I'm doing all at the same time? And that I think is the thing that really kind of put me off the rails and, and only when I got comfortable with and at peace with, well, you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. You know, if there's only one of you, uh, you know, somebody's going to, there's, there's probably somebody out there that doesn't like George Clooney, mm-hmm. you know, which seems, or, or Tom Hanks. And that seems impossible to me, but okay. You know, everybody gets to decide what's good for them. And as a pleaser, that's just a really tough one. Because if there's one guy out there that thinks, boy, this, I don't like the way this guy sounds at all. It's like, I want to go crying and begging to him. Like, well, what can I do to make it up to you? you know, yeah, how can I yeah. Better. Yeah. And, and before you know it, you've lost yourself completely. So um, there's a great old, um, they're all old now, Frazier episodes, but um, there's one where there's like a focus group at the radio station that Frazier works at, mm-hmm. the KACL in Seattle. And Tony Shaloub plays the, the one guy out of 12, the, you know, 11 people in the focus group think that Frazier hung the moon. And Tony Shaloub is just kind of like, meh, nah, not really for me. And Frasier just, assaults this guy you know, like basically i mean i won't give it away but he you know he like ruins this guy he doesn't mean to but he's just desperate to win this one guy out of 12 over and i, I would see a lot of that in how i went at it earlier in my professional career finally getting at peace with uh, eventually you, you you can't you can't please everybody in this business it's impossible
3: yeah especially if you, if you call in a national game half the audience hates you already yeah,
8: they hate you walking into the room. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so, um, yeah, just, you know, getting at peace with, you know, doing it the best you can, being a little bit kinder on yourself to just know that, Hey, look, I, you know, I, I did my best and to, to try to just get to a point where, uh, look, I, I just, I gotta be me, you know, to thine mm-hmm. own self be true on this stuff. And, and if it works great, and if not, I'm going to go find somewhere that it does work. And, and I think for all of us, whatever line of work that we're in whatever relationship we're in i think in in human relationships romantic relationships uh, i think that's really important too you know find some place where your shit matches up well with the other person's yeah. shit. and when you figure it out then sit down and stay there yeah and, and it's really not much more complicated than that and everybody else can go do whatever else they want to do at that point
3: yeah. That's, that's the, I, I realized, uh, you know, when I met my wife, I said, okay, I know you're crazy. You know, my crazy, the good thing is let's try not to be both crazy together <laughs> and we'll be all right. Yep. You know, yeah, and so. and it's also important to have people call you on your shit. So you don't go down that rabbit hole. You mentioned about this is what it is and take it, uh, and be kind to yourself. I, end, Josh, I end every podcast by saying life is hard. Take it easy on yourself.
8: That's, yeah, which is brilliant. And cause yeah. I think that's exactly right. And you can, you know, if you don't care, maybe this stuff doesn't even hit with you. And, and I think for people like you and me, I, I, I've come to see it as a blessing, not a curse to, mm. to really care so deeply about the human condition. I, I just I just want everybody I want every single person in the world to find their peace. And yeah. I, I want to, you know, and if I can be a part of that, I'd love that. You know, that's why that there to me, it was like a sacred responsibility. If I'm doing the Chargers games or even now doing UCLA games, uh, you know, I'm there so that you can have your enjoyment facilitated. I'm not supposed to hurt your enjoyment. I'm supposed to help yeah. or at the very least be neutral so I don't mess it up for you. And once you get past that, it's kind of like establish the ground rules that, okay, this is how I do the games. I get really excited when the Bruins score a touchdown. Uh, I'm going to probably tell a dad joke at some point. <clears> that's me. If we can all shake hands and agree that that's how this is going to go. I promise I'm going to do my very best for you to nurture your enjoyment of this couple hour block of time that you got. Uh, and, and I hope we all get along. But uh, you know, after that, I, I just don't think there's anything else that any of us can do either. It fits or it doesn't.
3: Yeah. I, I'm a people pleaser too. I mean, you know, stand up and everything that immediate feedback but what helped me separate out uh um or, or coming to a place of taking it easy on myself uh is realizing that there's a little bit of there's there's ego attached to making everybody happy. You know, when I realized I was getting something out of it. You know, you're using virtue as a mask of getting your needs met. Like I just want you to be happy. It's not about me. Well yeah it is. You know, no, it is kind I, of about it, you yeah, it's yeah. kinda about you too. So figure out what you need. And uh, and frame that. Once I found that out, there was there was a calmness that came over me. Uh, it, yeah, is there a yeah. tool that you can point to, or uh, a point where you went, the light bulb went off, and went, oh, I don't need to do that because of this.
8: Well, you know, separating myself from a, a job that wasn't working and a marriage that wasn't working were I mean those were two helpful things and I did them both in a stretch of about 48 hours which was scary as hell. This was Okay,
3: August. let's let's back up a minute, john yeah. <laughs> The job and the marriage in 2 days. That's a hell of yeah. a weekend.
8: Well, especially for somebody who, you know, who's always worried about what's next, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the ultimate jump that you can make, but it was yeah, it was uh, you know, August Septemberish of, of 2010 and mm-hmm. the you know, the Rangers job was a TV job and I liked it very much, but I had a, a boss that had come in that was different than the one that I had when I first came on. He didn't like uh, the, the narratives. He didn't like the uh, the human interest stories. He didn't like me getting all excited about the things I got excited about. He didn't like pop culture. I was like, okay, you know, th- this is not working. So yeah. we should probably disconnect. And the marriage was kind of the same thing. It's like, well, you know, this worked for a while, worked for probably 15, 16 years. And now, uh, you know, people change and dynamics change, and let's just call it what it is and not make it weird or difficult. Let's just shake hands and accept that, you know, it's probably time to, to make a change here. So you're right. I mean, for somebody who's got anxiety issues, when you jump and you don't know that there's a mattress under you, uh-huh. that's, a, that's a scary leap to, to make. But it, w- it was definitely kind of the whole, the, the building's on fire. You either stay in it and burn or you jump and, and see what happens kind of a feeling. And I think that when I jumped, even though it was certainly wonky for a month or two, you right. know, you're, you're changing everything about your life and there are kids involved. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pain, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, leaving people at, at the Rangers that I actually had a, a very nice relationship with and fans, all all that stuff. but. When it's not working, and, and the the analogy that I always come back to is I don't know if you're a, if you're a water skier or not, Adam, I don't do it very well.
3: I, did, I, I don't do it very well either, but I did it uh, when I was younger, yeah.
8: yes, but but you know the drill. It, you know the first thing they teach you in water skiing is if the run's not working, you got to let go of the rope because mm-hmm. otherwise you get dragged face first through the lake, which is kind of suboptimal. You know, that, that really hurts. So letting go of the rope is actually an act of, of empowerment. Mm. And it might be a little embarrassing because, hey, you're supposed to be up on your skis. And where is this guy? I've got my binoculars on him and all of a sudden he's in the water. That's not supposed to be. Mm. But the alternative, just trying to, you know, pretend like, hey, everything's fine. And, you know, your your shoulders are getting pulled out of their socket or you're getting dragged through the ocean. Um, that's not supposed to happen. So sometimes letting go of the rope is kind of the bravest act that, that you can do. certainly the most sensible act that you can do and i think that uh picture in my mind is what i always was able to to jump back to in that summer and fall of 2010 where it's like okay you know uh, i don't know if the boat's coming back for me or not but i got a life preserver on i'm not going to drown that run did not go the way i wanted it to Mm -hmm. but this is certainly better just floating peacefully in the water wondering what's next as opposed to being you know just pulled through the through the water at 40 miles an hour so that that's how I continue to look at it, and, and I urge people all the time, anybody that asks my silly opinion about it, if something's not working for you, you know, rather than try to hammer away and try to change who you are to accommodate other people, I think sometimes it's a lot more peaceful just to try to figure out where else you can go.
3: Yeah. I found, this is where I'm at now, Josh, and I want to I wanna ask you, uh, you know where I'm at now is I'm realizing how much anxiety... I create in my own mind leading up to doing something, or the story I tell myself about I don't know how to do this, and that creates the anxiety rather than just doing taking action to do it. And then once I start doing it, I see what it is, and the anxiety kind of settles. So it's it, I, we say this a lot on the show: the suffering comes from the stories we tell ourselves. You know?
8: Yeah. No, I think that's very true, and the whole maxim that uh, you know you, you can you can go through pain. Everybody does that, but but the suffering part—that's optional. You, you yeah. can choose whether or not to, to do the suffering piece. Yeah, pain and is mandatory.
3: Suffering is optional.
8: That's exactly it. So I I don't pretend that any of it is easy. But I think it, as I said before, just knowing that there are people like you—you you know, talented, caring people—that go through something, you know, and and our anxieties are not a perfect Venn diagram. They don't match up completely. Mm-hmm. But there's enough in there where the circles do intersect where it's like, okay, you know, this guy's going through some stuff and I, I get it, you know? And, and so we've got common ground and let's go from there.
3: Yeah. And, and like you said, common ground and, and hearing someone you go through it too. So that's why I think it's, it's very valuable that you've, you have this site called, okay, together so you can go and just at the very least, know you're not alone. Read other people's stories. And even that is taking action. You know, even if you're sitting in anxiety, worried about something that hasn't happened yet, you know, future doom thoughts, whatever spiral you go down, even just going on the website and reading about it is a form of taking action and addressing a feeling.
8: I think that's exactly it. I think anything that slows your role in this regard, and you know, I always, the way I try to explain it currently to to people is, you know, they, they don't understand what the anxiety piece is all about is when you're in your quote unquote right mind, Mm -hmm. everybody does that thing where they wonder what's next, but you go like from A to B to C to D to E that if this, then that, okay. And then if that happens, when you're in that anxious state, you go from like A to X, Mm -hmm. like in a snap. It's not that if I do this, well then this person might be offended and that might lead to that. And that might lead to that. I mean, eventually 30 seconds later, you might get to, and then I'll lose my job, and then I will be homeless, and then I will die. But when you're in your your anxious state, it just goes immediately from "Oh my God, I'm going to screw this up," and then I'm going to die. Yeah. There, there's nothing in the middle; it's like an express train. So, yeah, I, I think the the whole point of the website, and you've articulated it very well, is just slow down. You know, just take a breath. Uh, go hunt around, see if there's something on here that hits with you, and and hopefully it does. And then remember that okay. You know i'm not this is not an original thought. I'm not the first person that's had to deal with this particular thing, mm-hmm. and I think that that just totally on its own is is hopefully very helpful
3: yeah and you are uh a people pleaser uh and I'm very pleased that you put that site up there, my friend, because you are helping people and uh it is it is nice to know that you're you're not alone uh people want to get a hold of you Josh. Where do they go?
8: They can go to hell no I'm not <laughs> no they I, I i I hope people will reach out i'm I'm on twitter. Uh, Josh Lewin stuff J O S H L E W I N and the word stuff all smushed together. The website okaytogether.com. There's a, a place where you can leave info there and I try to get back to people best I can.
3: That's great. Josh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time of being my guest this week and uh you know what? You have earned it. Go get yourself an ice cold Rango.
8: Rango. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Adam, thanks buddy. Keep keep doing what you're doing. I love you. Thank you, brother. Be well. Best right. to you and the family. See ya.
0: in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's a N G com.
3: The ADD interview is brought to you by cruise into cruise into for all your CBD needs. Now. Life is full of changes, and sometimes they hit you all at once.
8: Separating myself from a job that wasn't working and a marriage that wasn't working, then I did them both in a stretch of about 48 hours. That's a hectic weekend,
3: and it could cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? You take one of the gummies they have at cruiseintowellness.com. It'll help you get through. They also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, Pet products, they got a nice bath bomb to make you feel better, and you get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. You know this by now. All right,
8: I gotta go. This is Josh Lewin, and that was 30 Minutes I Will Never Get Back.
3: Josh Lewin, boys and girls, I really like that guy.
5: Yeah, how great is it to grow up and do what you always wanted to do? I Mm -hmm. mean, he was a kid talking into a ladle.
3: Yeah, as a sports guest. <laughs> yeah, and now he knew. A sports guest no. he knew. Yeah. 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 And now when the anxiety hits, he, he, go, he, he takes out his ladle and talks into it again. Okay? <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I used to do that as a kid. You did I did. No, I did, because <laughs> I love play-by-play guys. So, no, what Josh does professionally, I love that he gets to do that from loving that as as a, as a kid. And what I really loved about him though, was the fact that he's not selling you anything with mm. the website. It's not like if you buy my 18 part lecture for $19.99 each, yeah. you know, he's not he's not saying I got the keys to the kingdom. He's the message is we're all in this together. You're not alone. And to me, as somebody that suffers from, you know, varying degrees of anxiety, depending on the day, like the, the, the most helpful message you can get is that you're not going through that alone.
5: Yeah. What is it with that website? That seems so interesting.
6: Oh, I went to it like midway through the interview. <laughs> like I was like I have to go check this out now. <laughs> okay together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay AY together. There's all kinds of like he talked about. He's he's uh, coalated all Is that the right word? Collated? I shouldn't get he ahead of myself. Gathered. He's gathered. He has gathered all of these stories of celebrities of all different walks of life. Um and I'm just going to pick out a couple that I clicked on mm-hmm. to share with you and the audience. Okay. You might <clears throat> you might have heard of this fella,
3: Ryan Reynolds maybe handsome. the most handsome, wow. handsome yeah. he has man an anxiety, big, tall, handsome. handsome man. He has anxiety. Yeah.
6: yeah. And he's like unbelievably successful, unbelievably wealthy, married to a gorgeous woman in Blake Lively. One of my and, favorites. and this is, this is what he talked about. He said, um, you know, that he'd often wake up in the middle of the night feeling paralyzed by anxiety about both his present and his uncertain future. Hmm.
3: Alex, does that remind you of anybody? Hmm. Just a little bit. Just Adam, does that ring a bell? Mm, I'm not forming any pictures in my mind at the moment.
6: No. <laughs> oh my God! He continues. These days, Reynolds is more into using meditation to clear his mind.
5: Hmm. Uh huh. Like a friend of mine checked. named Adam. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: He largely credits his wife for his newfound happiness. Another hmm. box also sounds mm-hmm. like my friend Adam. And uh he was talking about his childhood father was tough he wasn't easy on anyone and he wasn't easy on himself i think the anxiety might have started there trying to find ways to control others by trying to control myself at the time
3: i never recognized that okay this guy's really annoying me he really just
5: is it because he's pointing to you
3: i you know what? This is emotionally. This is where I am right now. I have no energy. You, you just you drain me of any energy at all. That's it. That's where I am.
5: Okay. I want a copy of that, just so yeah. you know. What? I want a copy of that. That's my ringtone for Phil right now. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I, I I get it. On the outside, it looks like everything is together. On the inside, you're still the same idiot you were. Unless you make a change. Unless you let go of the rope, trusting to let go of that rope.
6: Well, you want to hear what another celebrity said?
3: Yes. Is it gonna annoy me? Because if it is, I don't want to hear it. I got enough problems.
6: Well, I can't predict how it's, you're gonna to react to it. It should help you. Fair ah, this enough. is a guy that I think that you respect in a lot of ways, both as a person and an artist. His Fair name enough. is I'm not familiar with his work. His name is Bruce Springsteen. Are you familiar with him?
3: Sounds Jewish.
6: <laughs> so this is him talking about the book that he wrote, um, called Born to Run, where he was working out his talking about his chronic depression that he had Mm -hmm. and he says in it one of the points i'm making in the book is that whoever you've been and wherever you've been it never leaves you i always pictured as a bus all your selves are in it and a new self can get in but the old selves can never get out the important thing is who's got their hands on the wheel at any given moment That that, that doesn't help at all, okay? And
3: here's why. Here's why that doesn't help at all. Hi, this is never going to get any better. More people are going to get in, so it's crowded, and you're stuck with these people on a friggin' bus.
7: Yeah, thank you so much. Greetings from Asbury Park. Is that a New
5: York thing?
3: No, it was a, it was an, it was one of my favorite albums. Okay, up until this moment, now that I found out,
1: okay. he's offering
3: no help whatsoever. All my selves are trapped in his bus. Oh, good, Fury's driving. We should get there in a hurry. We can't get <laughs> off, but we'll get there in a hurry.
5: And why is gas so
3: expensive? Yeah. <laughs> Fury's driving and bitching and moaning are in the back just screaming. That is funny. (laughs) Is passive aggressive Adam on that bus as well? Yes, yes. Passive aggressive Adam's (laughs) on the bus. Welcome! You're gonna wear that? I'm not gonna say anything.
5: (laughs) Did you have to get Adam all wound up, Mark?
3: Yeah. Jesus.
2: Just trying to help.
3: Let go of the rope, baby. Yeah, let go of the rope. Why do I feel like I'm being dragged behind the bus that is me right now? (laughs) That's funny. But it's it's nice he does that. He's making that effort so people don't feel alone because he knows what it is to feel isolated. And, you know, you lose your job and your wife in 48 hours. You might want to. Holy shit.
5: Yeah. Things are about to change quick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and he waited to like 10, 15 minutes into the interview to bring that up. I'm like, hold it. Wait, wait, wait." (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute yeah <laughs> well that's one of the things that marriage is breaking up a divorce um marriage divorce moving and death of a loved one i think are the biggest things to uh overcome in life mm-hmm. yeah uh and and thready internet during football season because you know what that does to you i have no energy you, you just you drain <laughs> me of any energy at all
5: but it was kind of fun talking about sports
3: Yeah, oh, I I had fun doing that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know Mark had fun doing that too because he does. He calls games on Mm WEEI, which is the Boston station. Mm -hmm. So I'm a
6: big Red Sox fan, and and again, what
3: he's doing is something I wanted
6: to do as a kid. Every baseball team I played on, Mm -hmm. I was on the bench doing play by play throughout the entire game. Manager always hated it, but everyone on my team loved it. So you know, when you do it well, it's great. And I didn't know that. You got the, the, the horse racing bit from Paul Allen. Huh. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Cause that's I didn't know that. One of, that's one of my favorite bits, and I love Paul Allen as a broadcaster.
3: Thank you. For those of you guys don't know, Paul Allen's the local, um, he calls the Vikings game, Minnesota Vikings game. Whenever I'm on the road, I've mentioned in the interview, I always listen to local radio mm-hmm. um, when they call a game if I can't, if I'm not in a sports bar watching it. Uh, and Paul Allen, he used to be, he used to call the horse races. That's why he has that call whenever... Remember Adrian Peterson when he was on the Vikings? Anytime yes. and he, he, he got past the line and he was out in the open field, Paul Allen would always say...
5: Hey! He's loose. <laughs> oh, he had that same kind of yeah. yeah okay. But
3: that's a, that's, a, that's a that's a horse racing yeah, term, yeah. which I thought was great. So when I wrote this bit, I had Paul Allen in my head. I'll I play the bit at the end of. Uh, for those who don't know the bit, bit I'm going to yeah. play the bit at at, at the end of it's the podcast. I love this bit. Yeah, which is yeah. which is probably going to happen now because I'm exhausted. And <laughs> He's according,
5: exhausted. And a, he needs to take a moment. Yeah, I'm
3: exhausted. <laughs> and according to Bruce Springsteen, there's no hope. So <laughs> roll the tape, him. Yeah. I want to thank Josh Lewin for being my guest. Uh, OK Together, com. You can go if you have any anxiety, share your stories, and get some help. Uh, listen to uh, Mets in the Morning podcast if you're a Mets fan. You can also hear him filling in for the L.A. Clippers or Fox Sports. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go?
5: Adam Ferrar at Gmail.
3: Thank you guys for telling somebody you love about the show. That helps the show grow. Word of mouth is the best way to get the word out there. And please remember, life is hard. You take it easy on yourself.
5: Thank you, Adam. That's a great message for everyone, Adam. Good.
7: What do you people want from me? <laughs> I worry about everything and I overthink everything. The worst part of the day is when I lay down and go to bed at night. That's when all the horses line up for the anxiety derby. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they all race to worst case scenario. And every night, peaceful mind is the long shot. As soon as my head hits the pillow. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful night for racing here at Catastrophe Downs, <laughs> where hope doesn't stand a chance. The flag is up, and they're off. Peaceful mind stumbles out of the gate and is behind. <laughs> Moving out to a quick lead, it's Did I Take the Garbage Out? <laughs> Did I Take the Garbage Out? Fat on the outside, but why does my shoulder still hurt? <laughs> Rounding out the pack is, damn, I forgot mom's birthday and why has she not texted me back? <laughs> Moving into the first turn, it's, how the hell am I going to pay for that? How am I going to pay for that? I thought Tuesday was garbage day. My shoulder really does hurt. Who the hell does she think she is? And peaceful mind is way back. <laughs> into the back stretch. We have a new leader. <laughs> Coming up on the outside, it's that's what I should have said. That's what I should have said. I have no idea where that money's going to come from. Hopefully the garbage will be all right for another week. Mom will just have to forgive me and peaceful mind has no chance. (laughs) At a far turn, down the stretch they come. My shoulder is shot. There's no way I can pay for that and I can smell the garbage from here. (laughs) My shoulder to garbage, my shoulder to garbage, my shoulder to garbage. At the wire, thundering from out of nowhere, it's, Is my wife really happy? (laughs) Thank you guys very much. I really enjoyed my time
0: with you. Funny, but he's a mess. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your job's projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain, it's hard to find